We were attacked by a werewolf. I'm not listening to this. On the moors. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Scream 101 Podcast. I'm Brennan Klein. And I'm Shannon Chalakian. And I'm Brennan Klein. And I'm Shannon Chalakian. And I'm Brennan Klein. And, and it's very late at night. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, let's just skip right to our 10-word reviews, folks, and get this get this crazy train a-rolling. Woo! All right, Brennan, you start. All right. Lady Stay Dead. Irredeemable Aussie tripe with an annoyingly good final girl sequence. Pumpkinhead. A gorgeous folktale is hampered by a sundry slasher. And cursed. Kevin Williamson really lost steam past, like, 1999, huh? Nice. Thank you. M- minus for Sucker Punch. Oh, God. You w- oh, yeah. <laughs> Just as bad as I remembered it. Still <laughs> hot, though. Beautiful. I know. That's pretty much, I mean, that's all that movie's got going for it anyway. I mean, that's why it was created. <laughs> like, oh, number one reason. Honestly. <laughs> anyway... On to our discussion. Oh wait, Brennan, what are we what are we reviewing today? Uh, today we're reviewing an American Werewolf in London, which uh, it, Werewolves in London. Today we're reviewing an American Werewolf in London, which is a very remarkable film for very many reasons. It started the career of Rick Baker, who went on to do every single werewolf movie ever made. He did. He worked on the TV show Werewolf. He worked on Wolf with Jack Nicholson. He worked on Cursed with uh, not good anything um but anyway american wolf in london 1981 directed by john landis who also did animal house which is ridiculous like he and bob clark have the weirdest horror movie centric careers because bob clark also did like porkies and a christmas story and stuff Hmm. but anyway interesting yeah i hadn't seen it um although i've i've definitely i've seen the like the sequence that like very magical sequence in the middle that everyone knows from this movie. I'd seen that sequence over and over and over again in a lot of like documentaries oh. and things like that. Um, so it's not like that was. I mean, the entire sequence together was new, but like usually like the snout thing, I've seen over and over and over. Oh yeah, again. that's iconic. Exactly. Uh, but I had never seen it, so we have a lot to talk about. So discussion. There will be spoilers. Let's start with the pl- plot, Brennan. All right. It's a rainy night on the Welsh moors. Two American students on a walking tour of Europe trudge onto the next town, when suddenly the air is pierced by an unearthly howl. Three weeks later, one is dead, the other is in the hospital, and the nightmare begins for an American werewolf in London. Whoever writes the backs of these DVDs, I don't think has ever watched the movies. Probably not. They probably just like look at the look at the um, art in the front, and they're like, ah, I think it's about this. Yeah, there's definitely a werewolf, and there's Big Ben, so it's in London. Didn't even read the title, but I figured it out. I know, and like the Americanness of the guy, like had no had really no play in the movie. Like it could have been anyone. It could have been like Spanish werewolf in London. Like it didn't matter. But it's American, so we're allowed to watch it. Right. That's right. America. That's right. America. So, as always, uh, we rate scariness one to five screams, campiness one to five perms, gore one to five severed limbs, and quality one to five unlucky stars. Brennan, let's start with scariness. Go on ahead. Okay. For me, 
This movie is kind of well. I mean, it is this um, American Werewolf in London is a horror comedy. It's John Landis. He's kind of well. I guess he's kind of known for both, but he's a comedy director, and I think this movie is a very successful comedy, which at times undercuts the scariness. It doesn't like ruin it. Like both tones do work, but I think the comedy is stronger than the scare element, especially because this is an '80s effects picture, which isn't really as scary to me because the effects don't always age so well. The effects are fantastic in this movie, and they're really fun to watch, but I'm not scared by them. Right. But there is, um, there are a couple of just really well-made cuts that um, just kind of slam you into hot water really fast that are really cool. And there's a crazy dream about about mutant Nazis like shooting up a family, which is crazy. Yeah. And th- it's so unexpected that there are things like that that are effective. So two out of five. All right, good. Um, yeah, I read the same two out of five. I mean, there were like there were sequences that were interesting, you know, nothing like jump scare worthy. I didn't yelp. So, uh, yeah, two out of five, same. Nothing spectacular other than just like the remarkable effects that we're gonna go into in a little bit. Um, and campiness. I'm gonna start with campiness. I rated it a two out of five, closer to a one out of five, really, because like it's not all that campy other than the fact that the woman's flat looks like she um grew up with my grandmother and (laughs) i mean the entire thing is like real obviously it's the 80s but it's like really old technology and then like knitted wares and quilts and stuff england yeah and she's into it it's cool whatever um but yeah but she's like the most she's also the most stylish nurse i've ever seen Oh yeah, no, she's the the porniest nurse ever written into a film. <laughs> it's so like true. she takes this American guy home, and she's like, "I find you very attractive," yeah. and I ha- me with my English accent and deep I'm in child's play too. Um, <laughs> she has this like just really deep seductive voice. Oh yeah, and she feeds him, and she reads to him, and she's all she's ready. She's like, "Oh, do you need help?" With your sponge bath, sir. Basically, like yeah. she's practically there. Yeah, Brendan and I were both like. Give me a good spanking, sir. You know, just like really. <laughs> I've been a <laughs> naughty nurse. I know it was like it was like played out, you know. Um, and I'm sure they. I'm hoping they did that on purpose, because to be cursed with just you know that disposition in in her life forever would be, oh, awful. I what I do like is that like she is a very porny nurse, but she's also she becomes a character, which I appreciate. Right. Like she is a real person, and you get to like see her life and kind of understand her a little bit right absolutely yeah no she's great um but yeah so so that was my campiest score two out of five what okay. did you rate yours um see for me i kind of interpreted campiness because this is a horror comedy i kind of included comedy in that okay so i'm giving it three out of five perms because i i really appreciate and respect the comedy obviously a lot of it is a very british sensibility so it's very dry it's very um intellectual more than like gut laughs there's no belly laughs in this movie really but but there's a lot of haws oh yeah there's there are a lot of haws really consistently um i think one of my favorite elements of humor that is just so genial and british but just so sharp is there's a part okay so um his friend who was mauled by the werewolf is like this undead ghost stuck in limbo until the werewolf's bloodline is killed it's like this whole mythology thing that they create for this movie but um, his friend keeps coming back in further and further state of decay, trying to convince him to kill himself. Which is great. Because that's the only way to end the bloodline. Yeah. And 
after his um after the werewolves rampage his first rampage through london he's killed six people he's like torn them to bits and they all show up to him in this porn theater and they're all like just really cheerily suggesting ways that he could kill himself and it's just one of the most like darkly funny scenes in the movie and it's just really amusing and so banal yeah and part of that scene too is like they they keep showing parts of the porn the porno that was uh, going on in the theater but the parts that they show are completely like uh, is non sequitur the right word it's just like completely just like oh, yeah. out of the blue like not even relevant to the porn plot not even relevant to, to the real plot it's just like someone comes in is like i i told you not to do this and she's like i've never met you before and he goes oh and walks out you know yeah like, and- and then we get to watch an entire clip of her answering the phone and it's a wrong number. Yeah. <laughs> which is one of my favorite things. Yeah. So so definitely like the comedy comedy in this was really good. Yeah. It, it's spot on. It really is. Absolutely. But it's just it's more kind of relaxed and genial and Britishy. Yeah. Oh, uh, Frank Oz makes an appearance. Frank Oz of The Muppets. He plays Fozzie Bear and Miss Piggy and Yoda in the Star Wars movies. And he directed um, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. And and Brenna's favorite movie. No. No, that was Return to Oz, which just has his name in it. Frank Baum. Nope, is that's the guy who wrote The Wizard yes, of Oz. That's what I'm. <laughs> that's where I was going. Okay, okay. but it was directed by uh, Walter Murch. I know a lot of random things, just not not correctly. They're all related to The Wizard of Oz, though, so you're yeah. doing good. There we go. <laughs> um, also, um, I just wanted to point out before we finish this that David Naughton, who plays the werewolf guy, he's naked like 80% of this movie, and that is a great thing. Which is great, and it's it's funny how artfully they didn't have penis in the film until like the last fourth of the film, and they were just like, ah, we can't do it anymore, whatever. Well, see, because um, they could get away with it because it wasn't a penis in a sexy scene. He wakes up naked in a zoo, and he's just kind of running around, so you, you see it a little bit just in the background. Mm. Which, but, but in the sexy scene, it's not okay. Exactly. Okay. Because, well, you can't, there's a whole thing about ratings and grossness, but um, I appreciate any movie that shows a penis, not on a level of like, oh, I want to see that, but on a level of, I really appreciate you busting that taboo, especially in 1981. Like, good job. Right. What What is a penis? What does it look like? See, this is the only way that kids in 1981 could learn about this kind of stuff. Exactly. Anyway, let's move <laughs> on to our gore score. Um. <laughs> This is the episode I'll be putting on my resume. <laughs> uh, yeah, just p- include a CD of this. <laughs> I just was talking about penises. Anyway, uh, what, what did you rate it for gore, Shannon? Uh, for gore, I rated it three out of five. Um, obviously, this this movie is just monumentally important as far as transformation scenes go, uh, and the transformation scene is amazing. I gotta I gotta stop for a minute and talk about it though because. You know how I keep saying every time we watch these big major horror films that I haven't seen, like filling these gaps in my horror history, uh, that I'm frequently surprised at, at my predisposition or, or like my understanding of what the the film is supposed to be like, and then I watch it and it's completely different. Like when I watched Texas Chainsaw, I thought it would be far different than what it was, and when I watched Dawn of the Dead, I thought it would be far different than what it was. And same with this movie, especially because they had like three pretty prominent pretty um popular songs like they had blue moon and they oh, yeah, had bad moon rising yeah so they had songs that like i knew and we could hum along to but they were playing like during important parts of the film so 
Blue Moon was playing during his transformation, right? I think, well, Blue Moon was playing during the beginning, and right. I think at the end, I think Bad Moon Rising was playing during okay. the transformation. Either way, whatever. So you've just got this like weird 80s pop song playing while he's like becoming a werewolf, which is like s- this the most like... I don't know. It's like so cool, and it would have been really cool to have like like you know some um, orchestral or like uh, get get some carpenter up in here and really up the tension, you know? Because it's like he's he's going crazy. He's like ah, and his hands are getting longer and his snout is growing. And meanwhile, in the background, you just hear in like you know '80s pop tune, like someone forgot to turn oh. off the radio. Uh, just just to so Matt doesn't get mad at us. Okay. I I use Matt it just in general because I know he's listening. Right. Um. It's technically not an 80s, 80s song because it came out in like 69 but but i knew it is the point like it's yeah no no i understand what you're saying right. but just so nobody corrects us okay. we know it's the 60s whatever um, look if i don't do it somebody know, will I on know. twitter i know um because we have so many twitter followers <laughs> um <laughs> anyway no like i agree like the point of what you're saying is important the facts actually don't matter that much um like because <laughs> that explains my life <laughs> <sighs> No, because that is a really interesting dynamic. Like, it's part of that kind of just banal, um, but in a good way, element of this film. Like, everything is so paced out and normal and just in a really unexpected, strange way. Yeah, I know. but And I get it now, because you said it was a comedy, and I didn't even recognize it as a comedy, which I think is going to make my scores differ a little bit as I I go on later in next week or, or week after, as I'm thinking it over. Um... But I almost feel like, okay, I was thinking about this. I almost feel like the Carly Rae Jepsen thing. I feel like that during the transformation would have been funny, one, and also <laughs> more appropriate than whatever song was playing. It just, but it's about moons and bad moons. I get it, but it, and just, don't go out it, wasn't, it wasn't doing me any good. Fine, I so, like it. Whatever. Um, um, okay, but to finish the gore thought, I'm sorry, we went okay. on this huge tangent about songs. Um, but to finish the gore thought, uh, the gore is pretty good the entire movie. Like, like you've got a lot of blood. You've got a lot of uh, not a lot of active stuff because you don't want to make, make it seem like it's a prosthesis. But and then you s- so the wolf and the wolf changes throughout the time. So just kind of like Jack. What's his name? Jack. Jack Nicholson. No. What's the friend's name? His name is Jack. Okay, Jack. So just Sorry, I was so confused because Jack Nicholson was in You're Wolf. You're supposed to be connected to my brain, Brennan. Um, I'm so tired. <laughs> I know. Um, just as Jack keeps decomposing, like you see the wolf in different forms. And like you see it, it like gets different every time, I guess, is what I was trying to say. Um, so all together, effects were really cool. And Gore, I'm giving a three out of five. Yeah, and I'm going to give Gore four out of five. Um, like obviously transformation sequence is really iconic for a reason. It's very, very visceral and impactful it uh not everything has aged super great but a lot of the attack sequences that do show gore are very like just very drippy and very bloody and that's that's cool i appreciate that yeah also if we're talking about songs because this is the songs segment obviously four out of five music notes (laughs) i love the ending stinger when the end credits come on because this is where we got also really spoilers the spoiler reservery it's when he's rampaging through Piccadilly Circus. First of all, there's an enormous car crash scene that goes on for like six minutes, and it's great. It's like the scene from Final Destination 2. Like, it's so unnecessary, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and there's like heads rolling all over the place, and the werewolf's running around. Um, but he gets cornered, and the werewolf gets shot, and then it just smashes to the credits, and it's uh, Blue Moon again. But like, the part was like, <gasps> blah, 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 bl
No, I disagree. I hated the music. The music sucked. Change it. Okay, so and this is what I mean by uh, my votes will change later. I did not. Uh, how about you change them now? <laughs> I didn't go into this thinking it was going to be a horror comedy. I, well, now I, I went told into you. this. I realized, but I went into this thinking that it was going to be like some hardcore horror BS. Barbara Streisand, and um, do 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 uh, and then it comes up like it comes up with an ending like the original Dracula starring Bella Lugosi, you know, so. Is that bad? No, but it's just not as like fun and hardcore as I thought it was going to be. He it's gets kind of like shot and he dies in front of the woman he loves. Okay. Here's, here's another thing. This is not Romeo and Juliet. They met like they only knew each other for like. Romeo and Juliet only knew week. each other for like a week. That's what I'm saying. This shouldn't be that way because oh. that is not. Yeah. Okay. So, it, but it is Romeo and Juliet is what you're saying. So quality. Shannon, what do you write it on quality? I, I gave it a two out of five. Oh, man. Okay. I, know. I did not like it. I mean, I'm I, sorry. It's okay. I appreciated parts of it, but it just like as a, as like a story arc, it was just not great for me. I don't know. There was there was a there was a lot of stretching of the suspension of disbelief, not because of any of the like wolf stuff. Like I was on board for the wolf stuff, but just the whole like sexy nurse. They fall in love. NYU shirt thing like all of that couldn't do it yeah the nyu shirt was really like central to the it romance. was it was because the shirt like got so big when she was wearing it, it was a dress and then when he put it back on it was like a normal size and that was really <laughs> bothering me <laughs> so what did you vote for quality oh my god why do i bring you anywhere <laughs> um first of all um for the record i would take david Naughton home with me uh second of all so he could be naughtin' with you? Uh, Never mind, sure. that was bad. It was supposed to be naughty. I tried to, like, no, I got and it. it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to rate this movie four to five unlucky stars. It's a lower four for me. Um, but I have to, I have to equivocate. No, I have to, yeah, unequivoc. Whatever. Never mind. <laughs> this movie has a clip from The Muppet Show, so it's clearly a masterpiece. That's a star within itself. Yeah. Um, I think that as a film it's very well put together it's one of those films that's made by an actual or one of those horror movies that is made by an actual director who can make who can craft visual images and there are some really fun moments like when he wakes up at the zoo naked and steals a lady's coat and then it cuts to a shot of a whole bunch of people um, waiting in line at the bus and it pans past all their shoes and then it just shows him just with like bare feet naked uh just stuff like that like just kind of clever visual cues I was a little distracted by the fact that David Naughton, well, first of all, his the actor's name is David, the character's name is David, and he looks and sounds so much like David Schwimmer for so much of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was really distracting. I didn't even notice, but you're right, he does. No, because I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, but whenever he talks, like, just Th- normally in a conversation. Makes, makes so much sense why I dislike this movie. Oh, yeah, you hate He's Ross so much. He's such a drag. <sighs> anyway, let's let's move on from this <laughs> waste of time category. Apparently, <laughs> um, let's move on to something that makes us happier: our champion dialogue segment. Yay! I'm so glad. Okay, so I'm gonna start by saying that um, one of the things that I was really happy about this movie is how funny it was. Because again, went in didn't one know, out of five stars. Didn't know that it was gonna be a horror comedy, and so you've got this really great like 
you've got this really great friend chemistry between Jack and Diane and David. Um, and they look like many versions of each other because they both have the same haircut and they're the eighties. So most of the, most of the dialogue came from them just like kind of hanging out, etc. Um, but this is the, like the first, this is like the first bit of dialogue in the entire movie is what I picked. Um, because they are in a, they're, in a, they are hitchhiking and they were in the back of a truck with some sheep in it. And yeah, this is how, this is what set the movie's standard for comedy, which was good. Thanks for the ride, sir. <coughs> you have lovely sheep. Except it wasn't a, never mind. I'm just gonna stop making fun of you. Um, wow, yeah. For once in my life. No, it, it's great for the podcast. People, it's, we're like. People enjoy you taking digs at me. You take digs at me. That's true. Because. I also have weird opinions. Oh my god, my dad listened to the our It Follows episode and you rated it a three because it was too scary for you and he was like, She is an insane person. <laughs> anyway. It's too stressful, Andy. It's too <laughs> stressful. Anyway, your champion dialogue is good. Um let's do mine. Um <laughs> the the nurse played by uh Jenny Gutter, which is not relevant to whatever. Okay, so the nurse is talking to her other nurse friend about where this American unconscious man came from and this is their conversation. Charles, this is from New York. No, oh, I think he's a Jew. What makes you say that? I got a look. Oh god, I oh man. And I just I love this like naughty nurse like school special thing we got going on. No, not school special. No, I don't know what's happening. We're going to oh. name this episode after penises because that's kind of the, the running theme so far. Yes. Fruits and but- butts. That what? didn't make sense. Fruits no. and nuts. <laughs> no. A hot dog. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love how this is just like naughty nurses after dark. <laughs> because I know, right? it's ridiculous. <sighs> Honestly. Anyway. Shannon, what's your favorite character before this spins wildly even more out of control? Okay. So my favorite character is naughty nurse Alex. Um, because she has got great style. She, um, well, I was going to say she has a good head on her shoulders, but she obviously doesn't because she invites a random American man who claims that he is a werewolf to stay at her loft with her. But he gives her the good stuff. No, she, she obviously get like... And by good stuff, I mean Creedence Clearwater Revival records. Of course, of course. She, uh, she obviously has some sort of fetish for... for people who are um, mentally unstable because he literally was like i think i'm a werewolf i keep seeing my dead friend and she's like you should come home with me this is gonna be a good <laughs> that's idea. true he's always I, I love that he's so upfront about all of his delusions he he's is. like i just saw my dead friend again in your living room and she's like haha you're so funny want to make out some more <laughs> literally yeah he has no reservations for that sort of thing because um, clearly she doesn't care. She's insane. Yeah. I, oh, so weird. I really wish the the porno in, inside the movie was about like nurses. That would have been so funny. Well, I mean, we already got the nurse porno, That's so it would have been redundant. That's true. Um, but no, she she was great, other than the fact that she fell for this American man and was not so so smart. But she um, is just cool because she's a nurse and she lives on her own. And she's like making her way downtown, walking fast, faces passing her. She's homebound. Yeah. Vanessa Carlton. Yeah, good times. So who's your favorite character? Uh, my favorite character is Benjamin. He's a kid who's in the hospital. Oh, Benjamin. Yeah. All he says is no. The because entire time. That kid got like acting credit for just saying no. Oh, yeah. No, I love that because it's such a kid thing to do. And this is like bonding moment that shows that the nurse like has a life outside of boning down on David Naughton and is like genuinely like caring, loving person. And it's this kid like it's such it's such a like a kid thing. They discover the word no. And so she's always like, so are you enjoying your comics? No. 
Are you, you feeling better? No, you're feeling better. No, and it's just he's adorable and I love him. He's really cute. He's super cute. And like one of the only people of color in this entire film. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's England. They're very pasty there. So, what was your favorite scene? Uh, my favorite scene is See You Next Wednesday, which is the nonstop orgy porn film. Oh uh, where, uh, frankly, the orgy stops quite a bit for a lot of scenes that are hilarious. And I would actually sit down to watch that film separately from An American Werewolf in London <laughs> because it's awesome. I love I love that he starts to turn into a werewolf while in, in the theater. And so it just looks like he's like... He's really into it. Yeah, he's like getting it on. Um, and so this guy comes over to essentially kick him out and he's like, stay back. Oh no, it's happening. Oh, yeah, that, you know? it's like, can you imagine uh, that poor Usher? Yeah, I don't know. I feel so bad. Also, a uh, quick, just like ideological question. Okay. Why would you have a porn theater and not expect people to like pleasure themselves? Like, what is the point? To appreciate the art, Brennan. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, I never really understood that either, but I can understand why like you wouldn't have a porn theater in general. It's because it seems like a mess. Yeah. And it attracts like bad clientele, like pimps and werewolves. <laughs> so what's your favorite scene shannon my favorite scene um is part of the opening sequence i guess the the first act of the film um it's the bar scene i really like bar scenes i've noticed but it's the bar scene where they they go into what's it called the shepherd's head shepherd slayer the slaughtered lamb slaughtered lamb the slaughtered lamb and they go inside and it's like the most like country british scottish people you like have ever seen in your life and there's this one guy. He like is playing darts, and and uh, um, one of the one of the two, Jack or D- David, say, "Hey, what what's up with that?" Like, uh, yeah, they have wall. like a pentagram carved into the wall. Yeah, they're like, and so he decides to ask them, like, "Hey, what's that for?" And the guy misses, and he just turns and goes, "You made me miss. I've never missed." And he's just like really pissed at him. You know, <laughs> he's pissed because he missed. Oh my and God. Uh, uh, the the entire thing is like is hilarious because they start they start saying like American jokes and talk about Texans and it, it's it was surreal it was great I had a lot of other options for champion dialogue that came out of that scene uh yeah yeah I totally I like that scene too and it just sets up this really weird thing and uh, I don't want to get into this but the pub has no hot stuff except for tea which they don't serve but she can make it for them and it's just like this super weird joke. And Shannon was like, they serve their beer hut there, though. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. But if you've ever did heard you of... Did you look it up? Uh, no, did you? Oh, I did. Okay, was it going. a thing? Uh, I think I think you looked it up and Google just said no. It said, it I don't know. There were some like common myths. And then someone was like, it's only because we serve our beer really cold. And they just serve theirs not... Like room temperature? Yeah. So it seems like it's hot when it's not. And I was like, okay, well, anything less than cold is hot, so... Well, technically, uh, there's no such thing as a lack of heat. Something that's cold is just less hot because it still has the energy. It's not pure zero. Never mind. Um, let's move on to the games. This is Scream 101 After Dark. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, my first game for you is called An American Movie in London. It's British alternate titles for movies, which... Uh, full disclosure, they're not all American. I just liked that title. Okay. Um, that's that's good to know. Like the Kevin Bacon game we did last week. That yeah. I did not understand. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm gonna t- um tell you the British titles for three movies. All three of these movies we have watched for the podcast before. So we've reviewed these movies on Scream One Hundred One. Awesome. 
Okay. So the first alternate title, it's I'm I'm gonna say it's a freebie. Um, it's Zombie Flesh Eaters. We just did an entire zombie horror month, though. I'm hoping it's Dawn of the Dead. Uh, no. See, this is what I mean. It's not a freebie because okay. we just did like four different zombie movies. I know. See, that's that's why I was hesitant. But it's Zombie, the Lucio Fulci film. Okay. See. Okay. Cool. Uh, and number two, House of Evil. Uh, uh hmm. Okay, so it's not Evil Dead because it's technically a cabin. Um, is it? Mm, is it Halloween? No, it's the House and Sorority Row. Okay. And number three, <laughs> um, in England, this movie was called Hardcover. Babadook. That is a super great guess, but it's I Madman. Okay. Well, at least I used my brain this time. No, yeah, no, that totally worked because I was like, I specifically picked that one because it could have been both. Yeah. Which probably wasn't nice of me. But anyway, our second game uh, that I think you will do better on, it's called Bad Puppy because there's a mean dog in this movie. Oh. So I'm going to give you the name of a dog from a movie that we've seen for the podcast. And you have to guess what movie I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Okay. okay. Yeah. It gets easier as it goes along. Okay. So our first dog is named Bugsy. What movie is Bugsy from? Woof, woof. Bugsy. Bugsy. Here, Bugsy. This one is difficult, so I apologize. I mean, I remember us talking about Bugsy. I can't remember what for. We've done this a long time now. Have you realized? Yeah, we've done it since last July, right? Yeah. We're so coming we're up on close. a year. Oh, man. Yeah. Bugsy. 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 Um, is it, uh, I don't know, is it um, uh, Black Christmas? No, it's the Babadook. Oh, okay, yeah. That's the name of the, the dog that That's they have. That's right. That makes sense. Okay, this next dog is called Lester. Lester. Oh. Uh, I'll give you a clue. Lester does not survive to see the end of his film. I don't I don't completely remember but I don't know Suspiria? No, that one is Halloween. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. That's the dog that's barking and that, then Michael I Myers always, kills it. I always forget that Michael Myers kills that dog. Oh even, yeah. Even though it's like a, an amazing shot. Yeah, like, that's, that's like the best effect in the film. I know, and I always forget about it. Yeah, I know, I think you you probably push it out of your mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh I really really hope you get this one cuz I love this dog. Muffin. Wow, I am not good with dogs. Okay. I'm really surprised. Muffin. Goodness gracious. I'm uh, sure Matt Russell's like kicking himself I know. the answer right now. Okay, well just think um, about the implications of that name. That might help. Yeah, how many baking related horrors do we watch? Oh my god. The ginger <laughs> dead man. They're they're Oh, is the that, other that's implication. a thing, right? That's a thing. Just that is a thing. Oh, it is an awful movie. Okay. Muffin. Um do you want me to give you... I'll give you a clue. Okay. I think I'll stick around. Muffin may show. Hmm. I remember that, but I don't... They all kind of blend... Killer Party, I don't know. They no, all it's blend Friday together. the 13th Part 2. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay, I got it now. And here's... He, he slow dances with the dog. Yes, he does. Russell Todd, who we interviewed. Yeah. 
We should have asked him about Muffin. God we should have. Okay. Um, here's the last one. And this is your last chance to earn a point in, this, a in single, these games. a single point. Okay. Okay. Um, precious. No, I've got to know this one. Right? Uh-huh. Oh, my brain doesn't work. Precious. 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 Oh, oh, Okay. Wait. In I do it I do it in that voice and it makes me remember th- a thing, but I can't remember what here precious. We did that we did that during the podcast. Uh-huh. We made such a funny noise funny silly Who said that? Precious. Who said it? Are you up there? Oh no. I I feel like it's Black oh Christmas again, but it's not. There's no dog in Black Christmas. <laughs> there should be. <laughs> I don't know who's who's precious. <laughs> she's trapped in a pit. She's she's has a bucket. Oh, she's oh, trying to capture oh, precious. Yes, yes, Science of the Lambs. Okay, you did it oh. with 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 no hints at all. Sorry, one out of seven. <laughs> this is why I'm not a dog owner yet. <laughs> Can't even remember anyone else's dog names. Okay, and this is just a bonus one that we haven't watched for the podcast. Ambrosius. <laughs> I know that one. Okay. Yes, Labyrinth. Cool. I just wanted to Yay. prove that you are aware of a dog that oh, exists. I'm so glad. So <laughs> okay. Glad. Let's move on. Ambrosius. That's what I'm going to name my dog. Okay. Because so it's I the only forget. dog name you know, apparently. <laughs> I <won't> forget it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think those games were fun. Sorry they didn't work out super no, well. No, that was great. Made me, made me twist my mind. Yeah, it did. Let's, uh, let's go into the recommendations. What do you recommend for people who agree with you about I, American Werewolf in London? I am recommending uh, Teen Wolf. Not the TV series. Not that I have anything against it. I actually haven't seen it at all. Um, but Teen Wolf, the movie, starring... the What's his name? Who played Marty McFly? Uh, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. That one. Find it. <laughs> I don't remember anything about it other than... He plays basketball. He plays basketball and he, like, surfs on top of a van um, as a werewolf. It's a big deal. It's kind of like... It's kind of like my 13th year, but in werewolf form instead of mermaid form that's a thing yeah okay i will recommend my 13th year no um <laughs> actually i wanted to recommend another rick baker film but i was li- i was scrolling through his filmography and i saw that he worked on something that's not necessarily a film it's a short film but it's it's captain eo a 3d extravaganza that was that played at disneyland for years Starring Michael Jackson. Um, he plays Captain Neo, who's this like space astronaut who like has to heal broken worlds through song and dance. And he goes to this garbage planet that's ruled by Angelica Houston. And she's hamming it up super crazy. And it's just a really incredible, crazy, awesome, like short, like 15 minute Michael Jackson musical. You can find it on YouTube. Like it's not playing at Disneyland anymore and it doesn't play like at places, but it's around and i urge you to watch it it's not too much of your time it was directed by francis ford coppola (laughs) (laughs) and produced and co-written by george lucas what is this movie choreographed by the guy who did footloose oh my god and the effects are by rick baker so just go watch it immediately it is awesome is that the thing that you have in your car yeah i have a button from captain neo because um after michael jackson passed away they brought it back for a couple years oh I've never seen it. I guess I gotta watch it now. It 
is great and you should check it out like I'm sad you won't be able to see it in 3D, but it still is a majestic marvel. I'm sure they'll come back and do it in 3D again when they've got the hologram thing going on. Yeah, when when Gem and the holograms come back for their farewell tour. Yes. Um, Anyway, okay, on to the clues. As per last week's clue, I had a lot of, like, different clues buried in that one. I talked about acupuncture. I talked about barking because we're watching a Clive Barker film. We're watching Hellraiser next week. Um, I believe, I think every single Hellraiser movie is on Netflix. We're only doing the first one, so watch that for next week. Um, and here's the clue for our episode two weeks from now. Now that we're across the pond, we might as well go continental to tie up a loose end. We've got some nerve for having waited this long. And if you have a (laughs) guess to that clue, or if you want to just talk to us about it, American World from London, please do. We want to hear your opinions. Um, and if you have any comments, we can share them on the show. Um, you can contact us on, on Twitter at Scream11Pod, on Facebook via Scream1... Uh, on, on, face, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast, via email at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review us. Rate us five stars if you like me and Shannon arguing about everything in this movie. <laughs> We're such a good couple, folks. Oh, we are. We're like one of the, the sitcom like wife couple. Where it's like, take my Shannon, please. <laughs> Need a new wife? Take <laughs> mine. And uh, we'll be playing you out with Bad, Mo- uh, p- Bad Moon Rising by Credence Clearwater Revival. for that full moon werewolves in london i posted a tweet with a quote from the song werewolf in london and a picture of american werewolf in london and nobody liked it i don't think they got it it was it was too sophisticated for the twitter audience we're gonna lose one of the five followers we already have no way maybe someone liked it i'm checking hold on nope the stinking paws added us to a list thank you the stinking paws there's a shout out for you Pause, P-A-W-S or P-A-U-S? P-A-U-S-E. Right, that's, that's how you spell pause. <laughs> hey, my friend's watching Buffy Once More With Feeling right now. Oh, that's good. I love the should we, uh Should we sing one of those songs right now? Oh, God, which one? That uh, was so good. I like... Uh, whatever, we just need to go home. All right, bye-bye. I, uh, I just want to close out with uh, Werewolf Bar Mitzvah, Spooky Scary. <laughs> Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. Ooh. That's from 30 Rock. Oh. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye.